This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I cracked myself up right Already. This. <laughs> I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of indeterminate length. With, as always, our, not a guest so much, but an crucial contributor, Producer Veronica. Producer of the show. I was about to say special guest, Veronica, or like special guest starring with... Just call her boss. Because I can't get off the TV (laughs) tip. Okay, good enough. With boss Veronica. (laughs) Boss Veronica, who is uh, responsible for burning some midnight oil and getting the Buzz Report video podcast up. Yes, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Buzz Report, not Buzz Out Loud, and not the column Buzz Report, but the little short video in which... Only I star, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Don't get too excited yet, though. It's not up on iTunes yet. Yeah. I haven't seen it up on iTunes yet, but hopefully it will be soon. So just spend all your days and nights searching for it, and maybe that'll cause the validation thing to go faster. But the feed is live, right? Um, We haven't put it up on the site yet. No, we have, but it's live, right? Yes. So we just need to post the feed. Yep. Which we will we will do. Oh, yeah. Right after this. this. Okay. And then you'll be able to search for the Buzz Report. We and can even put little... the feed in the forums. Just but the, so... feed is only, the feed only works in iTunes. Okay, let's so talk far. about this after the uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. (laughs) And then we'll have it all figured out tomorrow. (laughs) Anyway, soon you'll be able to get the Buzz Report video for your MP3 player of choice. Speaking of iTunes, uh, NBC is now available in droves on iTunes. Cool. This uh, week, I got an email. uh, (laughs) Okay, I was just going to ask, like, which show do you want? (laughs) First thing this morning, I got got in the office and I I opened up an email from John. (laughs) And went right to it, and I just started going, wow, wow. And Molly sent me an IM hilariously, because she sits like five feet away. Wow. (laughs) I could hear him in his office. Wow. But uh, you know what made me say wow was Battlestar Galactica. Wowie, wow. Wow. I'm pretty fired up about Battlestar Galactica, I have to admit. I am stoked. And Conan O'Brien. And Conan. And, 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 and. Ah! Knight Rider. Ah! But I I do have one little quibble, because I always do. I don't think I should have to pay $1.99 for oh, Night Rider. No, it should be like 50 cents. <laughs> let it go. Come on. It's a, a loss. dollar. Yeah, it's a, it's like one of the cutout items in the bargain bin. It's um, cool, though. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, like, th- this is cool. Yeah, it's not just NBC. It's the universal universe. Right. It's NBC, Sci-Fi Channel, USA Network, and stuff from the Universal Library. So you so. get Monk. Yeah. Get well, Monk's USA Man. Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Night Rider, for instance, being from this the is, from No, you the get library. Monk. Awesome. Yes, Monk being from USA Network. Yeah, that's but what I'm But then saying. there's things from the Universal Library. Oh, all right. Oh, and also ESPN is talking about oh, really? with wow. iTunes. Cool. That would be cool if you could get SportsCenter as a podcast, a video podcast just oh. automatically. Mm. That would be awesome. The latest one. You know, as as with the iTunes Music Store, it's all about the content. Like, once again, it is all about the deals that Steve Jobs is able to broker because this stuff, vi- like video on, we have all these conversations, video on devices, are people going to watch video on their little portable players? I don't know. Dude, yeah. if the video is awesome, then they're totally going to watch it. Yeah. I suddenly am in the very odd position of really wanting a video iPod. I can, I'm yeah. I can't believe that I can watch Law and Order whenever I want now. Well, not that it's not on forty five times a day <laughs> on any given channel at any pick given time. The episode. Well, and you from can, season sixteen. You could do it legally oh. too. Part of season one. They're on season sixteen. I mean, okay, just, that's a tangent. You could just go to TV Tad, search for it, and watch it. Now I'm waiting for too. SVU. But this is without breaking the law. <laughs> This is just this is cool. One one quibble, Although, one quibble though. Battlestar Galactica, the uh, miniseries is, yeah. is offered separately from the rest of the series, mm. which is the premiere four episode miniseries, hmm. and you have to buy all four for sixteen bucks. 
Mm. They didn't break those out. That's kind of lame. That's kind of lame. Eh. Law order. But you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Good job, I say. Kudos to you, Steve Jobs, and your content marketing, your content sharing deal magic. I have one more thing to say about it, too. I A- have another thing, A- too. ABC needs to get on the ball and start putting some of their back catalog in there. Like Seriously. Like 10-speed and brown shoe. Yeah, I saw that coming. I don't know what that is. But I agree, because they only have like two or three shows on there. Um, but I also think this comes at an interesting time, just because... Uh, Tom and I, you may not know, and we'll talk more about this later, but we program the content on the CNET.com front door. So we're responsible for writing the snappy headlines and telling you what stories are new. And it's, you know, we're like the front page people. Anyway, we have noticed that lately iPod seems to be like overexposed. All the traffic is going to iPod alternative stories. Less traffic is going to iPod stories yeah, than it ever less, used to. Less traffic. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's, still, it's not. It's still big, but it's not the killer that it used to be. Right. It's like the Lindsay Lohan. Of, still popular, of but overexposed. Still popular, but overexposed. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of interesting because people are looking for iPod alternatives. And even I was starting to think that way, even though I'm very happy with my iPod mini. And now I took a look at Apple.com today and I was like, oh my God, I have to have video iPod. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and you said it just like Wait, that. Wait, what would you, you like? Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, good job. So good job again. Power now, of suggestion works on me. Speaking of the music world, a uh, musician named Damien Kulash, I hope I'm pronouncing it even close to correct, uh, wrote an editorial in the New York Times. Peter John sent us the link. He is the lead singer for the band OK Go. And it's hard to... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Why are you laughing at the poor man's band name? <laughs> no, I'm laughing Don't. at the band, not the name. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, even better. Uh, but he wrote a really well thought out article about how copy protection hurts everyone, mm-hmm. including the artists, the listeners, and the labels. He's he, His point is basically he needs people to know about him. Right. And as long as there is an honest way to buy the stuff, most people will do that. And he wants people to trade his music. He wants people to share a little bit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want piracy. He doesn't want that. But he he thinks copy protection is is actually getting in the way. Yeah. You know, and, it, and he makes the point about it punishing people who are trying to do right over people who, you know, the people who do wrong just get around the copy protection. It's the people who try to do right that get punished by it. Right. And that as a musician, he says, this is great. As a musician, we're left to wonder how many more people could be listening to our music if it weren't such a hassle and how many more iPods might have our albums on them if our labels hadn't sabotaged our releases with cumbersome software, which I think is totally true. And this is something that's kind of been driving me crazy is that you hear record executives talk about trying to find a solution and everything they say begins with this sentence. DRM is a reality. It's not going to go away. Digital rights management is a given. We just have to find a way to blah, blah, blah. You know what? You've already started with a false premise, in it, my opinion. They're trying to pull the thing. They're trying to pull a presumptive sale. If yeah. we say it often enough, then maybe people will just believe it's true. And I think they've convinced artists of it, too. I mean, if they can convince the Grateful Dead that they shouldn't be letting people trade their concert recordings. I mean, it's like, come on. You're the Grateful Dead. You, you, you were built on the love and adoration of your fans. Don't go trying to alienate them now. Don't go, don't go calling them criminals now. I think it's, you know what? I really think it's a generational issue. Really? I, I do. I think, I think in 20, 40 years that the attitudes are going to be totally different. But right now we have people 
in in positions of influence mm-hmm. who are used to doing it this way and yes, they don't want to yes, change. Yes. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I thought you meant it was an old people issue, but now I see. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a sign of the time. Well, and people have said over and over that every time a new technology comes out, the keepers of the previous technology fight it tooth and nail until they adopt it, right. and take it over. What concerns me though is that their road to until they adopt it is starting out at DRM at the DRM stop sign. And I don't think there should be any. Well, and I don't think they'll succeed. No. Uh, because DR- DRM, they're just, it's a, it's an arms race. Yeah. You know, and, no, and it'll it never, it'll never end. Meanwhile, Charmin uh, has squeezed off Kazaa in Australia. Yes. Uh, they just basically shut it down. And you can still use it if you already have it, but they warn you not to. Because Australia's federal court ordered them to shut it down and found that it's basically illegal. Yep. Yeah. But if you're outside of Australia, not a problem. Yeah. It's only if you have an Australian IP address, which again, right there shows the ridiculousness. <laughs> so if I'm in Australia, all I need to do is figure out how to mask my IP address so it looks like I'm coming from outside Australia and I'm yeah. fine. Mm. I mean, it just, it doesn't end. No. Well, the stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking of stu- stupidity, we have some Sony news. Yeah, we haven't talked about them in a while. <laughs> I know, but the, at least um, not about the rootkit much. There are, in fact, more rootkit developments, and this I think is just awesome. This just illustrates what we've been talking about here. Yeah. So apparently, Sony. So one of the things that had come out of the rootkit thing was that people had said it looks like Sony may have, or First Four Internet, the company that wrote the rootkit XCP code, might have ripped off. Um, open source software without giving them credit. Right. So recently then someone found that it looks like they did indeed and that they reverse engineered Apple's own digital (gasps) rights management to make the Sony CDs compatible with iPod and iTunes. And they did so using the DVD John and Friends open source software that actually originally cracked Apple's digital rights management software. Does that make any sense? So the idea would be to (laughs) help basically violate the DMCA, I think. But the idea would be to crack Apple's DRM with the hidden rootkit Mm -hmm. so that then Sony Music could keep its own DRM, but still be played in iTunes without using Apple's DRM. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that when we talk about arms race. Yeah. Today is a wow day. That's what it means. That's that right there. <laughs> every it's like, day is a wow day in my life. life. <laughs> so it sh- it, this, this just illustrates the problem here. It's right. like DRM. Okay, if DRM is not going away, then this is what you're going to get. People yeah. trying to out DRM each other while all the smart people, all the geeky people out there can just crack it. Right. And so you have a DRM format war going on. Because where did they get the technology to break it? From open source. From open source. Exactly. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. Well, and it also shows the extent to which they will outsource to, I mean, really, at this point, First Four Internet is just coming off looking like the most criminal mercenary you can find. Who were they? That, you know, some company that they were posting, they were basically asking for code on the internet that they could then use and steal, and they sold... Sony, most likely this bill of goods that was just like, oh, well, it'll, we'll protect you. By the way, they didn't. It'll s- be totally unethical they and didn't possibly steal illegal. They the code so much. It is open source. Well, yeah, code. It's open what source. they did is they didn't attribute it. They didn't, they, the whole idea of open source is if you use the code, you have to publish that. Right. Because and that's, that's how it works. And they, and they, that's an they honor violated code. the GPL. Yeah. They know it's not just an honor oh, code. That's it's a true. license. No, it's a license. They violated the license. Right. 
So what does that mean? Like, then they're just not going to get to use it anymore? Or do they actually get in any trouble? Well, they could get in trouble if they get if someone decided to bring a suit against them. Oh, well, <laughs> someone already has. Yeah. Not about yeah, that, they've but got about plenty a lot of trouble. Other. Yeah. They have other issues. But let's talk about something more fun. Let's okay. talk about games. But wait. I like oh. fun. Oh, we wait, we one have one more thing? Development, which is that Sony has oh, okay, finally... Yeah. yeah, just a little note. If you still are concerned about having the rootkit on your machine, or you still do, and you've been too afraid to remove it using their previous uninstaller, which was a good thing, because uh, the, the uninstaller was a bad thing, they have finally released a downloadable rootkit uninstaller. Yeah. And yes. so far, at least as of this recording, there are no security problems with that uninstaller yeah. because it is a downloadable one. The other one ran over the web, and that's how it opened up a security hole. Mm. Yes. Uh, so now this is a fully downloadable uninstaller. They still are being and then crappy about it though because yeah, they tell pretty... you that you know if you your files still remain subject to digital rights management rules in the EULA, and they're just kind of poking at you while you're uninstalling it. Well, and they're, yeah, they're almost saying like you can uninstall it, but we still are the boss of you. Yeah. I don't know. We still own your music you bought. And, and then this uninstaller is, as, as Boing Boing so ably points out, 65 days overdue. 65 days. Thanks a lot, Sony. That's over two months. Thanks. For those of you keeping score at home. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't count good. Such that as don't me. count so good. All right, all right, so what's all this hoopla about the Nintendo Revolution? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I, Molly's been excited about it all morning. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm excited to talk about anything that's not Xbox 360 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, IGN went out and did a little actual reporting on the Revolution, which I thought is pretty cool, and dug up some details. The, the most relevant of which I think is that it will be coming out in Thanksgiving of 2006. Oh, okay. So that's the big, that's mm. the big deal. So it's going to be a while. That's going to be, that's a year. Yeah. Pretty it's much. It's going to be a year. So at this point, I think any of the specs they've dug up are pretty interesting, but may or may not be totally different by the time we actually see it. But looks like this could be the next, the next big Christmas time, holiday time uh, console release. Yeah, it'll be good for holiday help desk next yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> we can give away revolutions. So well, let's talk about it again in roughly 10 months, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got some more of the Google World Domination Watch, uh, a little bit about Illinois video game laws, and an alternative to real player coming up in a sec. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Google. What, what What's are they Google up, what are they to? doing now? Google Well, this I think is just kind of funny because I think it's sort of a little Google PR thing. Uh-huh. They managed to get so everybody kind of knows about their 10 golden rules for business doing. You can find it on Google yeah. site. Um, but Eric Schmidt, the CEO and Hal Varian, who I I guess is either a Newsweek writer or a, a Google bigwig, I suspect, um, authored the 10 golden rules and got it into Newsweek. This week, and I think that's really interesting partly because one of the things that they still have in there and are really standing by is the don't be evil thing. Yeah, that's been the, that's been the big thing. If anybody knows anything about the golden rules from Google, it's usually the don't be evil line, right? Right. Because they have some other stuff like communicate effectively. Uh, okay. <laughs> Encourage creativity. Oh, oh, oh good one. Uh, but don't be evil is obviously the most interesting one because sometimes they do evil. And what I love about this primarily is that they 
So it says, the blurb says, don't be evil. Much has been written about Google's slogan, but we really try to live by it, particularly in the ranks of management. As in every organization, people are passionate about their views. But nobody throws chairs at Google, unlike management practices used at some other well-known technology companies. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) They're not evil. They're just snotty. Yeah, there's a difference. You can be snotty and not evil. Totally. But nobody's going to like like you. It's like a loophole. Seriously. (laughs) And the don't be evil. They're just snotty and superior. Uh, Hal Varian is a professor and advisor to Google, according to The Economist. Oh, okay. Thanks for looking that up. Yep. Interesting. So yeah, they're just they're just being snarky. They're snarky. Uh, no surprise. According to Reuters, a federal judge in Illinois has blocked a pair of laws that would have made it illegal to sell or rent violent or sexually explicit video games to minors. They found that the law violated free speech. So this has been the way that most mm. of these video game regulations have been turned over is on free speech rights, yep. which is equating selling with free speech a little bit. Um, that's a whole area of law that I'm only slightly familiar with. But right. we're not lawyers. We just play one on the podcast. Yes, exactly. I think that's uh, I think that's pretty interesting. As you know, we have a similar law now here in California. And it is. I mean, let's be clear. This is way different than putting stickers on them and rating them. This is banning the sale. And then to as, minors, though. To minors. But, as you know, determining the level of violence and or sex, sexually explicit content is totally subjective. Mm-hmm. And then who decides that? And it is pretty sticky. There are equivalencies, though, right? You can't sell penthouse to minors. Yep. So. Well, and should this, kind, should this federal judge's ruling go forward, would that set a precedent that would allow us to sell that's, a, that's because, a great question. Because arguably, that also infringes on, on free speech. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we have a lot of obscenity laws in this country that infringe on free speech. We have a lot of things that infringe on free speech that we've decided we're okay with as a, as a culture. And we've had, we have a lot of laws that restrict the rights of minors. Yeah. That we would not apply to anyone else. Yep. So, th- it, this is a sticky wicket. It um, is a sticky wicket. You know, can you sell it to a parent who then gives it to a minor? Sure. Under this mm-hmm. law, I think you can't. Well, yeah, same. It's with basically penthouse. taking taking it out of the hands of the minors and putting it in the hands of parents. So right. the free speech rights is very interesting. It's very interesting that they're applying that to video games for one thing and to the minor issue. I think that's pretty potentially large. Yeah, I would be interested to see if this is overturned and or what kind of precedent it sets. Politics and technology—it's hard to keep them apart. <sighs> it is, but we try because we know you hate it when we go that route. Uh, a few <laughs> listeners sent us some alternatives to real after we were ranting about real one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, the best one and the most frequently sent one was free-codex.com's real alternative. Uh, so I have downloaded it and installed it, and it uh, looks like it works pretty well. Yeah. No message center? There is absolutely no message center. Wow. Yeah. I also am very appreciative of this suggestion. I have not downloaded it and installed it yet, partly because it's part it's a principal thing for me to just avoid sites that only use real. Um, but I will say that Dave sent us an email that did make it a little more difficult. He says he uses Real for This American Life, which oh, is uh-huh. truly a fantastic program. But you know what? I think I'd rather go find it on BitTorrent. Hey! Yeah. Yeah, you can do so, that. So, Dave, um, if you don't want to be subject to Real anymore, you could try a Real alternative, which might work for you. And yeah. or you can go find it on BitTorrent, which I think is totally legal because they distribute it free on the website anyway. And thanks to Jasmine's for posting that in the forum. That's where I saw it. But if it's not, then I never did that. We got a lot of emails about the real alternative. And also, um, we got a call from Shocker Spaz, who also has a, a little bit of comment on the Xbox 360 issue. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Shocker Spaz from Baltimore. 
Um, have you guys heard of uh, Real Media Alternative and QuickTime Alternative? I think that may solve some of the uh, security issues. Uh, also, um, you guys mentioned in the last podcast uh, that the uh, Xbox 360 takes about 160 watts of power. Uh, most refrigerators take about 75 watts, so it's more than double a refrigerator. Thought you guys uh, might want to know. Have uh, a good one. Bye. More than double a refrigerator? Well, that's a modern refrigerator. Yeah, I think it must be a modern refrigerator. If you, those are the ones we see the big yellow sticker and it tells you how the many watts. Because, man, the one in my house is old. <laughs> Not and so I, much. No, look at my electric bill. It, it definitely uses more than 75 watts, but... Um, uh, but the, but a good point. A good point. Also, an opening to point out that Michael Horn from GameSpot wrote to us actually and said that he listened to our podcast and he thought that it was actually really misleading to compare the power consumption of the Xbox 360 to the older Xbox because the 360 has a, about eight times the graphics and computing power as the old machine. It would be more reasonable to compare it to something closer in power, like a mid-range gaming PC. That's an interesting point because I and and I think it's good to make because one of the issues there is that you wouldn't normally think of it as having the power consumption of a mid-range gaming PC because right. it's a console. Right. So that's something people need to take into account is that you're not just buying a little Nintendo GameCube anymore or an yeah. NES. You are you're buying, buying something medium. equivalent to a mid-range big old PC, which right. does use a lot of energy, especially which, if you leave it on for a long time. Yeah, and maybe you should be doing the same tests on your on your PCs, on your media center PCs. Mm -hmm. I think that is indeed very interesting and a good point. Um, however, I think most of the people who are buying Xboxes are buying game consoles. Although... A lot of them are like minors and their parents are paying the bills anyway, so they don't really care about the power consumption. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, what, and what he was trying to uh, do in the posting on Alpha was compare it to other elements of your entertainment console. Right. So outside of your television, I don't think there's anything, a DVD player that's going to come close to that kind of power consumption. And that's where it sticks out. Yeah, I think it, it may be a little bit disingenuous to compare it to the previous Xbox, but I think most people are buying it to replace their Xboxes. And it is still notable that it uses that much power. So, Got a very interesting little bit here that was posted on Boing Boing. Uh, Veronica, you may be the study, uh, you may be the subject of study soon. Ethnographers Hi, at the San Antonio Trinity University what? have been assigned term papers that required the students to observe and analyze interactions in World of Warcraft. Oh, <laughs> I read someone's huh? thesis about this. Yeah. Yesterday, actually. Uh, they they basically did, did all kinds of subjects. It's an ethnography class. They did subjects from sexism, customer service, prisoner's dilemma, which is a uh, an economics thing, gratification in joining guilds, colonialism, economics mm -hmm. thing. It's a decision. I would thing. love to be studied. Yeah, you well, may, I would you may have it. been. Contact you actually, me. Well, you're actually also a good subject because one of the things they quote here, one of the um, participant kind of ideas was that the gaming industry is still viewed as primarily a male environment and the world of any massively multiplayer online game is often an intimidating one for women. Ooh, let me tell you a little story about that. Yeah, I guess I'm too. <laughs> <laughs> is I was, it dirty? I was, no, no. I was playing one time and I... Dude, I those guys are awful. They say no, no, awful things. No, it was actually very nice. Okay. And I was playing with some people that I work with and also some people I don't work with. And apparently one of the people I don't work with didn't realize that even though my character is female, and even though I think I've probably made a few references to the fact that I was a female in the past. Mm -hmm. um, when and one you of still the, are. Yeah, and I still currently am, in fact, a female. Um, <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, when, uh, when one of the people that I work with said, oh, like, something about me being a girl, the other guy said, wait, you're, you're actually a girl? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. 
didn't I say that before? He's like, I thought you were joking. And I was what? like, no. And now every time we go on 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 any kind of instance or anything, he's always like, oh, ask people for help. They'll totally give you more help if you say you're a girl. And I'm like, I don't want to give myself an advantage and I don't want to lower myself to asking for help because I'm a girl. Yeah. I don't need help because I'm a girl. I need help because I don't understand it. What I think is hilarious is how many of those games have like Street Fighter and WoW have hot female characters that yeah. the guys choose to assume. And so then when I play, like my Halo 2 characters all pink, but when I play... They never assume that I'm a girl. No. They yeah. assume a bunch of other things about my pink guy, but never that I'm a lady, which I've I think is with, just like, come with, on, guys. With girl avatars before and yeah. thought they were a girl because I'm a girl and yes. I play a girl avatar and then come to find out that they're a guy. And actually, most of the people I play with that I work with, in fact, use female avatars. I know. A lot of those guys use female avatars. which Just I think because they say if they have to stare at it for 12 hours, all I'm saying, it might as well be good looking. I guess a little so. transference. It's a weird <laughs> set of fantasies is what it is. It's a little transference, a little set wish fulfillment. Yes. Mm. It's really not all that weird. In other bits, Singular will launch its uh, high-speed 3G network. Woo. No, they launched it on Tuesday, today. Today is the I'll day, December sixth. Check it out. Yes, I don't have a three G phone. I don't. It was uh, a Razor or three G. It's not. It's, I don't think no, it is. Think so. But uh, those of you who do have singular three G phones, woohoo! Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Uh, free speech is under attack, but New York <laughs> University lawyers are coming to its defense <laughs> at the Brennan Center of Justice. Uh, we've been we've talked about the fact that fair use needs an overhaul for quite a long time on yes, this. Yes, and podcast. it needs defenders. And uh, these guys are actually stepping in to try to suggest six major steps for change that could get us on the road to changing fair use. Uh, more pro bono lawyers, better information on how to fight back if you're challenged, trying to put an end to the practice of people just going and. Threatening, uh, threatening you with a takedown notice, and how how to tell when it's really should happen and when it shouldn't. So, good awesome. on you. Good yeah. luck. I hope it works. Good luck. We support you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we have any money or anything, but maybe. <laughs> Greenpeace is planning to uh, protest Hewlett Packard, saying that it is currently one of the worst offenders when it comes to using toxic materials in its products. Um, HP is obviously saying that. No, they're not. <laughs> well, <laughs> HP, they, HP does a lot of stuff to try to defend themselves. They have the trade-in center, similar to what CNET did over the summer. Yeah. The same same company actually does it. So they, they try to They try out. to recycle. What Greenpeace says is that HP is one of the largest PC manufacturers in the world, and its machines contain, apparently, they say, higher levels of hazardous materials than rivals. What happened when, um, whatever happened with that Apple situation, where they jumped on Apple's back for not being environmentally friendly? Nothing. Yeah, People I don't talked remember about any it for a while and then that. it went away. And then Mad Dog Steve Jobs let it roll off his back. Yeah, yeah. like water off a duck. <laughs> <laughs> don't call him a duck. Mad He'll Dog sue. Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a duck, nor have I ever been a duck. You're going to jail. Um, that speaking, is a trade secret. <laughs> speaking, of, uh, speaking of women in the tech world, a nice little shout out from Jasmine in New York. Hey, this is Jasmine in New York City. I'm a woman who works in technology, and I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. I want to congratulate you guys on having not one, but two women on your podcast, since most of the podcasts I listen to are not only hosted by all men, but seem to be listened to by all men. So thank you for being women in technology. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Unfortunately, most of our listeners also are male. I mean, not unfortunately. We're happy to have you guys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But there's a few girls on the Frapper map that I've noticed. I have seen some. Well, there's Jasmine. And there's Jasmine, which is awesome. Yep. 
Uh, now, you know what? Suddenly I have the, uh, because of the Rainbow Warrior, the whole Greenpeace thing, I have this imagination of the Rainbow Warrior sailing into Palo Alto and firing cannons at HP. As a hot. Now, that would be something. As a, as a hot female avatar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tying it all together. That's impressive. I know. Uh, moving on to email. Ethan's like, dude, Molly, why do you hate opera? Here, I'll play the part of Ethan. Okay. Um, open source is great, but it doesn't give a distinct advantage always. Patches are released very fast by Opera, unlike IE, yeah. and also they get their patches out and fixes immediately as any company should. It's still innovative, just like open source projects, and is just as free as Firefox. Molly. Yes, Ethan. I hear what you're saying, and I respect all your points. And the thing is, I'm not going to get into that thing where I try to say, like, Opera doesn't do this and Firefox does this. Because it really, truly for me, it is just a personal preference. I have tried to switch to Opera several times over the years. And I can't even now tell you what specifically it was, whether it was like a rendering thing or the interface. But I always left it. And yeah. that, that to me is like there was always one thing. And I admit that I'm very intolerant when it comes to it? technology. Um, I've tri- I tried it on the Mac as recently as three weeks ago. Well, and let uh, you me know, tell you, on the Mac, that did not work. Firefox <laughs> stole all their features from Opera. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's all I'm left it's with. personal preference. I, I I like Firefox. I like better. the interface better. Like, I feel that Opera is very cluttered, and I haven't learned that it was way faster and easier for me to learn all the keyboard shortcuts in Firefox. Mm. Like, Opera has so many preferences, and that's what everybody always tells me. Like, but you can do anything, and there's a keyboard shortcut for anything. And there is, and that's great, and I don't want to learn them all. I just want to browse. I just want to go to the dang website and have it load. I have to admit, I have always liked Opera and I still like Opera and I have always used a different browser. Exactly. That's exactly it. I like Opera fine. It is nothing against Opera. I I just end up using Firefox. I I used IE for a brief period before (laughs) Mozilla really got going after Netscape started sucking. Yep. And and otherwise, it's been Nets, Mosaic, Netscape, IE, and Fire, and Mozilla, and now Firefox. And I'll tell you, I'm sad to say that I still and like I tried. What one thing that's always bugged me about Opera has been rendering problems. But I'm not going to say that I don't have those in Firefox. And I'm usually running Firefox and IE simultaneously for what happens when I get some weird shopping cart error, and I'm like, "What is this? Did I break it?" And then I go, "Oh, let me just try that in IE," and then it works fine. Yeah. Mm. You know, it, none of it is Opera's fault, Ethan. Go ahead and love it. I, they're the little browser that could. I love them on principle. I just don't use it. And that's that just, is that. That's just us, though. That doesn't mean others won't try it and love it. Yes. And defend it to the death. Justin in Orlando uh, had a question about Blu-ray versus HD DVD. He wants to know what it means for one of them to win. We were talking about the fact that Blu-ray, Blu-ray, Blu-ray will probably win. Do you, he says, Ooh, quote, <laughs> Do you well, think somehow it's going to be worked out <laughs> he says, do you think somehow it's going to be worked out diplomatically or do you think both formats will go into production and they'll suck it out in the marketplace? And if so, how long is it going to take for one side to give up? Well, guess what, Justin? Those are all the questions. Yeah, those are you've definitely summed up the main questions about what is going to happen. That Except I think we can know. say it's probably not going to be worked out diplomatically. No, it's probably going to be socked out in the marketplace. And it is possible that we have overdone the war metaphor, not just us, but the entire media, because it isn't like somebody waves the white flag at some point and is like, I give up, we're going to, you know, they just gradually, they don't sell anything. Yeah. And then they either go out of business or they stop producing the thing. It wins when we adopt it. Darn it. Yeah. And I think the win is just the mass adoption thing. That's why no, we I, I meant us. have VHS. <laughs> I meant the three adoption. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the three of us. <laughs> when we decide that's I the I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's Justin, more fun. we'll tell you when they've won. <laughs> we will declare it. Mick wrote in and said, uh, maybe us Brits, meaning him, 
are a little bit backward about those things, but surely if you have a problem with your Xbox overheating, you take it back to the store you bought it from and either get a replacement or your money back. You don't start a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Dude, if you're not pretty enough to get on reality TV, you got to start a class action lawsuit. That's how it works in America. That's the only way to make it here. <laughs> it's American dream. See, Britain has Britain Brit- British society has class and American society has class action lawsuits. Ha ha. Man, you are going to get in trouble. (laughs) Jay says he uninstalled iTunes, and now he hasn't figured out a good way to get the podcast. He doesn't want to have to go to the site every day to get the... He wants to have a backlog of it. Right. So iPodder. iPodder. It's a great way to do it. Yep. Even though Adam Curry talked about... Lemon. 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 Oh, yeah, that's right. They they call it Lemon now. Oh, they do? If you search for iPodder in Google, it'll get you there. Yeah. Lemon. There's a bunch of us. We should start a forum thread because there's a bunch of different clients you could try. Yes. What do you use, I, listeners? I use iTunes now. I used to use iPod. I use iTunes. Yeah, me too. Same thing. I'd be interested to know what Jay's other issues are, though. Yeah. So forums.cnet.com, Jay. And finally, Peter, who lives in Belgium Peter. and wants us to know. Pieter. Uh, who lives in Belgium and wants us to know that's Europe. Dude, we know. Um, even though we're not involved in any class action lawsuits. It's the Spanish Netherlands. It's part of the low countries. He loves, see, look at that. Don't challenge Tom. Loves listening to the podcast every day, but after all these episodes, he's wondering, what do we do when we're not podcasting? Well, for one thing, we it's funny too, because we have totally other jobs. Yeah, we oh, have yeah. our completely we have, different jobs. Yeah, we, we have, have our real jobs. Job. Yeah. And then there's this. We so return- we do that front door thing I talked about earlier, the CNN.com homepage. We are, and you know, I, I am the author of the real deal, and Molly's the author of that Buzz is true. You know. primarily I buzz. Yeah, daily the buzz. daily buzz, the buzz report column, the buzz report video, the this thing, and then uh, yeah, we do a lot of stuff. We do the front door. Yep, all of the lineups on the front door. We do the reviews door. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, we uh, sit in meetings. We do a lot of video. Yeah, drink coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I do Ooh, a lot of coffee. Video. Some days, Veronica does a lot of video. Because in Veronica's other job, she primarily like shoots and cuts video all the live long day. All the live long day. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? Everything else we do is not as cool as Answer this. Answer email. This is my favorite part of the day. Yeah. Me too. It really is. Except for how I get pretty hungry right about now. Yeah, I'm starving. Which I is why we have to go ahead and- should be made the job. Give our shout out to Tyler. Tyler in Anchorage. In Anchorage, because you asked for it. Which, <laughs> so there you which go. normally we frown on, but... But he's so cold up there. I like Alaska. It's really pretty. Give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET, or an email buzz at CNET.com. And of course, jump in the forums, forums.cnet.com. We've got a frapper map, a blog, and all kinds of other stuff. Just search in Google. You'll find it. See you there. Bye. 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 Tom's a cheap date. Who knew? <laughs>